0: I'm Jason Ariola.
1: And I'm Dominic Chavez and this is Rock Out with your card out.
0: Week we are going to be talking about the Outrun soundtrack. Now, specifically, we're not going to be talking about just the arcade one because uh, I had somebody will say so kind as to send me the uh, Sega Ages Outrun music collection to me, and that had a lot of good tracks in there that I wanted to talk about. There's some that we're going to do on our bonus episode. Uh, that's 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 your hint. That's what we're doing on our bonus episode is some of the newer stuff that came out on the 3DS and Switch remakes that came out in the last few years. But uh, what we're going to be talking about today are a bunch of the tracks that are older, I suppose. <laughs> so, uh, this this whole thing we're going to be talking about today has multiple composers. Most of the tracks we're going to be listening to were composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi, who just goes by Hiro. So, you know, dum-dums like me don't slaughter his name. <laughs> uh, while Masayoshi Ishii did Step on Beats, which is eh, a little bit further down the road. And then there's a track we have on here that i cannot find an actual credit for beyond sega sound team basically so we're just going to have to uh just credit the whole of sega so including the janitor that worked there uh, he must have worked on this oh, composition too right yeah i'm sure <laughs> that's how it works that's how it works if i can't find your name in there that means you were the only person that did it or every <laughs> you weren't the only person that did it It was everyone it was a group effort from the ceo down to the janitor clean up the puke in the stalls
1: hey that works that
0: works <laughs> So, uh, Dominic, did you have any familiarity with OutRun before this?
1: Once again, not at all.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, come on. Well, okay, I guess OutRun was sort of a big arcade thing. Um, A lot of the arcade machines were pretty cool. Like, they would have, like, the sit-down cars in or whatever. So it was, you know, you'd have the actual, like, Ferrari that you could sit in. Well, not actual, but you know what I mean. Like, a... A heavy duty plastic version of the uh, of the Ferrari. I think you could sit down in. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So it was a pretty it's it was a pretty cool game, and it's been described as a racing game, but I like to think of it more as a fast driving game with um with like a checkpoint system. Basically, like you are not really racing hmm. anybody; you are just racing the clock, effectively. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. It's a really cool game. I would recommend picking up the Switch version because you can adjust the times and there's, you know, the most amount of music you're going to get in that. Um, the 3DS version is is cool, though, because you can actually use, like, the gyroscope thing in the 3DS to kind of turn or whatever, too, so it simulates the, um, whatchamacallit, um, like, the arcade unit a little bit better. Hmm. Okay. So, it's kind of cool, but ultimately, like, the Switch version's better because there's also, uh, you know, uh, two tracks that, uh jane worked on so <laughs> yeah no joke yeah so the more chibi tech you have in, uh, in having one game the better so the mm-hmm. uh, the switch version would be ultimately the way to go through <laughs> into that so as uh, as we've uh, noted we both are into that so <laughs> yeah yeah, I'll really have to check that out yeah it's a cool it game cool. it's like eight bucks so damn yeah it's pretty worth bad. it it's it's cool like, it's it's pretty cheesy like looks wise i suppose like it is just 80s as shit when you look at it yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I expect. It's really cool. Or the first three tracks basically we're going to be listening to are from the arcade version. And I want to give you a little context here because this game came out in 1986. Think what the view of video game music was in 1986. There was a little game called The Legend of Zelda that came out. So that's the kind of sounds we we're mostly dealing with here that came out in 1986, or a lot of the chiptune stuff. So to get something as robust as the Outrun soundtrack in 1986, I think is fairly impressive.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. That's uh, quite a feat.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, you you think about, like, you know, video game soundtracks... You well, know, video games, for the most part, didn't really have, I would say, full soundtracks until the NES came out. And, you know, the NES came out in like 85, 86 in the U.S. It was a year or two before that in Japan, just as the Famicom. So there wasn't really a lot of robust video game soundtracks, but to come out so early in the game with just this piece of remarkable compositions is kind of astounding because just the sounds that it has, I mean, this sounds like it could just be a, just like a synthwave pop sort of thing that you'd hear on the radio, basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Totally agree with you, man.
0: It's a cool thing to, like, put in context sometimes. Like I said, a lot of the stuff, sometimes there's not really much need to put it in context. But you have to put yourself in, in, you know, in the shoes of 1986 and listen to the soundtrack and think how amazing it is that this happened at all (laughs) in a video game at that point in
1: time. Yeah, just like you said, man, sometimes you just got to take yourself back. Put yourself in, in that era.
0: <laughs> yeah it'll make you appreciate things a little bit more like I said this, this, this soundtrack it's cool I I dig the hell out of it but putting it in that space and time really really hammers home just how impressive the Outrun soundtrack is
1: yeah definitely
0: So, alright well before uh, I keep uh, bloviating any further with that <laughs> why don't we go ahead and listen to our first track here uh, the first one is going to be Magical Sound Shower and that was composed by Hero so we'll go ahead and listen to that one and be right back That lengthy, lengthy track was Magical Sound Shower. Put in context of what it was up against during the time, oh man, I mean, it is amazing that this thing just exists, but anyway, when this track kicks off after a nearly like 40 second intro, it just immediately gives off this great feeling of driving a fast car near the beach. It might just be me because I played that, but that's just the vibe I get from the like get-go, like, this, the first second that, that this thing kicks off after that 40-second intro, that's immediately what just hits me in, the, in my That I, It is just tied so remarkably well to the imagery of the game that it's really hard for me not to see it when the track is going on. I love the different types of percussion throughout this thing. When most tracks are winding down or about to hit their loop in this era, Magical Sound Shower just keeps going. There's a bridge at the two-minute mark that just helps the track continue to flow so well as it changes vibe slightly. All the while, the melody of the track is going underneath and keeps it from feeling completely different. It's such an evocative track. It's hard not to love it, at least from my perspective. Dominic, I am really hoping you enjoyed this. <laughs> oh, I, I loved it, man. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I was going to say,
1: after I'm sitting here basically stroking this thing off, I'm like, eh, Dominic's like, oh, I thought it was stupid. Anyway. <laughs> you know, obviously, this this track has some major flavor. The way the percussions were utilized was just phenomenal. The track itself has so much going on with it, within it, uh, yet it never seems to fall short. I thought it all carried through very well. But this is the sort of track that just hooks you. Once you're caught, you're caught. Another thing that grabbed my attention was the Wicked Bassline. I'd say it mixed in perfectly with the rest of the instruments. Uh, sure enough, there's a short solo section, and I've gotta say, it was excellent. <laughs> all in all, the, the track is fun and exciting. Clearly no Dead Space or Unforgiving Tones. It all seems so well-rounded. I would have a hard time believing anyone might actually dislike this one.
0: Yeah, it's a fun listen. I mean, now, I, I gotta ask, since you didn't have any familiarity with the game, did you kind of get that same vibe I did of, like, you know, driving mm-hmm. along a beach, basically? hmm That
1: cruising feeling? Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> I said, did, man. It's it's crazy, like it does such a good job of that. I get it, but that's because I played Outrun, so I was like, oh, maybe it's just me because I played this game. And any imagery in my head that I have attached to this song is that. But you getting that too is obviously a very good testament to how
1: great of a composition this is. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. When somebody composes a track for a particular game, and say you're like me and you've never played the game, you're put in that position, and you kind of already know what the game is about. Mm-hmm. That tells you right there, the person knows exactly what they're doing. They've done this before. And, you know, they they just know how to compose. They know what they're working for. They know what needs to grab your attention and how to do it. And I give these people mad respect. I should have probably looked up, see how much like work Hero did before this came out.
0: But, I you know, like I said, if you put it in perspective, like how much or how little video game music was back then the fact that this exists as it is and can evoke that kind of imagery in your mind without ever having touched the game is really impressive
1: yeah exactly <laughs> you know and you know exactly <laughs> i'm speechless man i'm speechless you, just, that's, you that's, said it all there we go
0: i just knocked you on your feet <laughs> with you my really
1: did. with my uh with my wordsmithing of sorts
0: or uh, whatever some such fuckery job. i don't know <laughs>
1: up my scent. It's pretty uh, well.
0: I've heard this soundtrack described as like Japanese jazz fusion with like a Latin Caribbean music influence. Would you kind of say that's probably pretty accurate? Yeah,
1: that's pretty close to the mark.
0: Okay. So this might be one of the few times I have any sort of interest
1: in jazz music that <laughs> then, then we'll, we'll go ahead and say that. <laughs> yeah. It's not the type of jazz uh, I'm used to hearing, but, um, yeah, and I'm not really that familiar with, uh, I guess Japanese jazz. Yeah. But I, I, do kind of understand how it works and how it would make you feel. And I think that's why I'm feeling the same way you do about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, I, I like this
0: one a lot. It's one of those things that this, this isn't my favorite of the, say like original three tracks from outrun that this, this isn't my favorite one out of those three, but I like this one a lot. And it is almost by default, a lot of people's favorite track from outrun. You can talk about the outrun soundtrack and I want to say most people, but nine times out of ten people are going to say Magical Sound Showers, their favorite. Um, mm. There's a lot of people who go on with the, the next track we're going to talk about as, as sort of their oddball choice. But uh, my my choice is, I think, the even the more oddball one. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah i think i think about covers everything on magical sound shower so why don't we go ahead and move on to what a lot of people think or you know a lot of those other people think that aren't the majority think is the best track in outrun and that's gonna be passing breeze so we'll go ahead and listen to that and we'll be right back that was Passing Breeze. Again, that one was also by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Uh, Hero. I I probably should just say hero throughout the rest of it because at this point, like I don't really want to stumble over Hiroshi Kawaguchi too often. Um, (laughs) Did you listen to the last episode of Multimedia Failure we did? The Samurai Showdown one? I caught clips of it. Okay. Did you get to the part where I was having to say Nakaruru and Rimaruru (laughs) and... Oh yes. <laughs> God, man!
1: I just turned into mush mouth after that. Yeah, I was over here clinching my mouth up, man. I was like, oh no, murdered that one. Yep, yep. I man, I was,
0: I was trying, but Jesus Christ! I mean, it's not too bad when I say it like here and there, but it's just like you know, describing something as it's going is like, bleh, 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 I can't talk anymore. Okay, I'm done. So. <laughs> Uh, I I definitely needed a break from that one after that. I was like, I'm not talking the rest of the day. I'm done. I'm finished. (laughs) (laughs) My mouth is destroyed. So anyway, let's go ahead and move on to Passing Breeze here. Um, In the first 22 seconds of this track, there's so much going on with the build-up. It's got a great bass line to start, great use of the synth scaling, and I love how the percussion sounds at the 17 second mark. After that, the track just sort of mellows out, and it's great to just kind of vibe to it for a while. Throughout the track, it has these moments where it builds up the tension a bit more, but never so much so that it feels out of place. It's got a great percussion throughout the whole track, and is also just a great vibe overall. At 3 minutes and 40 seconds, it does a little bit of a breakdown, and I feel like the percussion comes in just a little bit more strongly there. Maybe it was just me, but it, or maybe it was because things got pulled out a little bit, like there wasn't as much sonically going on as the rest of it, so the percussion stuck out a little bit more, but... I don't know. The different sounds that pop in here are wonderful and really make Passing Breeze worth listening to from beginning to end, honestly. I, like I said, it's not my favorite. Um, that's going to be our next one. But I really, really like Passing Breeze. And I, I get why a lot of people that, like I said, aren't in the majority that think that Magical Sound Shower is the best will say Passing Breeze is the best. So,
1: hmm. well, I must say this track is pretty damn unique. Can't say I like any particular section more than another. But to me, every second was enjoyable. Thinking back, it seems I've always been attracted to the tracks that have the most unique vibes and rhythms. Mm-hmm. Could be the originality behind them. Who knows? It may also be those damn bass lines. <laughs> yeah. You already know me. I love them. Yeah. I mean, the bassline <laughs> in this thing is great. Yeah. Yeah. But before I get too lost in that, <laughs> I'd like to mention the percussions, man. Uh, having that hi hat tapping throughout the track did some amazing things to it. You don't exactly hear that in too many tracks yeah once again it just it adds flavor that bass drum and, and snare has been synced up in a cool sequence <laughs> the the track itself is a track that just flows those are the ones that usually seem to work out the best
0: i love passing breeze it's really great and i i totally get why a lot of people who love like sega will point to outrun as like look sega's got great music too like and you listen to outrun you're like oh yeah this stuff is great and then it's even more impressive i think if you think about the context of you know the era it came up in, you're like oh holy shit like this is what it was up against like outruns
1: amazing (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it puts you in a different i guess when you take yourself back like that it completely changes your your mood you Mm -hmm. understand it in a different way yeah it gives you like a totally different appreciation for what it was (laughs) i mean i know we've said that
0: now on each segment but it's it's a point i almost feel like needs to be hammered home that you know this thing is literally competing against like real. I don't want to say simple because you know the the Legend of Zelda soundtrack is nothing to sneeze at, but you know comparatively, it is
1: way, way more simple than the Outrun soundtrack. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, to me, it, in this day and age, you we we have so much when it comes to music. Yeah, and the only way to truly appreciate this is to really take yourself back. Yeah, and. You know, it worked for me. Yeah, I'd, absolutely. I have a different, you know, opinion on it now. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I mean, like I said, I, this is sort of one of those tracks, or not,
0: just the soundtrack in general, at least the first three we're going to cover here. You can kind of listen to them like, oh, this is catchy, and not really think much of it. But then you, like I said, that just that perspective really makes you appreciate just how good and deep these compositions are. Just like, man, what in the hell is Hero doing? I mean this is, I mean, don't get me wrong, Outrun's a great game, but it's just like, this is a video game soundtrack, dude. Tone it down a little. You don't need to do this much work. It's cool. I mean, sure, in a few, in a few years' time, or a couple decades' time, like, yeah, you could, li- like, this would literally fit in in almost every video game now, because it you can, whatever you want in video game music, you can make happen these days, you know? Like, from <laughs> full orchestra to, you know, synth pop oh, you to, know. It, you know, just you know, techno to whatever. It's, it's It all works, but to have this level of of like instrumentation and in depth in a track in 1986 is just almost
1: befuddling to my ass. And that's why I respect this guy so much. You know, he it's it's obvious that he poured everything he had into this. Mm-hmm. It just you, it deserves respect. Absolutely. And that's another reason why I wanted to cover this. Like I said, it's
0: is one of those things. This, this is one of those soundtracks that I feel doesn't get the appreciation it deserves. Not just like from a listening perspective, but also, like, contextually. Like I said, you put it in a certain time, and it's just like, this soundtrack is astounding and is leaps and bounds ab- above, like, nearly everything else at the time. So, like I said, this is one of those things I wanted to kind of highlight because in a lot of circles, yeah, it's fairly well-known, it's fairly popular, but I would say to a more casual listener of video game music, it's something that just gets completely overlooked. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I kind of figured you didn't have uh, much, if any, experience with OutRun just because, you know, it's 1986. You weren't even a thing yet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, even by the time I was old enough to play arcade games, like OutRun had been out for a while. And, you know, getting the, like, just seeing, like, the super scaling graphics and everything and having this, like, killer soundtrack playing. And, you know, you get the full arcade cabinet. It's just, like I said, it's an astounding video game. And it's a just a really cool experience to have. Even even these days, like it's still fun to go ahead and play it. Like this is kind of one of those games. Like I think to get as close to the arcade feel as possible, like you have to play it in VR, basically with like some sound effects in the background of like an arcade kind of just blaring. It's the only mm-hmm. way I think you could possibly replicate how impressive Outrun is.
1: Hmm. But
0: but yeah, like I said, it's it's one of those things that I I. Yeah, I know we've hammered it home every segment now, but I feel like it it needs to be it needs to be hammered home because it's it's a really impressive soundtrack and I love the hell out of this thing and I, like I said, I liked it before we did this and I'm even more impressed with it now that we've sat down and like done this for the show. I'm even more like, "Oh yeah, Outrun's great. Jesus Christ."
1: Yeah. We ought to just sample ourselves saying that. Yeah, and Just copy Do, and re- copy and paste. Yeah, yeah, there we go. You
0: know, that would save me a lot of editing work, too. <laughs> uh save me from getting too much from talking too much too so maybe we should just do that anyway <laughs> all right let's go ahead and move on to splash wave here that like i guess it is my favorite so we're going to go ahead and move on to that and come right back Alright, so that was Splash Wave, and I think in the first like few seconds you're going to figure out why this is my favorite, just because it's got that like really heavy-hitting stuff, and just a very full sound, and if there's a way to loop me into a track, that's going to be it. <laughs> so <laughs> It starts off really intense, and of course I love it for that. The hand-clap percussion that pops in here and there really just helps me get my head bopping along with it. There's some great use of panning in the track as well. Just as the synth, finishes scaling up to lead you into the main part of the song. The cymbals crash, giving like this really cool transition to the main part of the track. Those symbols have been going on for a few seconds during that segment, but they're pretty easy to miss, I, I think anyway, until that spot, because they blend in so well, they just kind of take the forefront a little bit right there to like, hey, we're coming in here, sort of thing, you know? <laughs> once we're in the main part of the track, it's... Uh, I've said it on each one of these two, but it's just got a great vibe to it. The synth in this one is just firing on all cylinders, and has some really great percussion. The bridge at the 2 minute and 55 second mark is really well timed again. Just as I feel my mind kind of wandering, listening to it, it got me right back into it with that. The breakdown that happens at 3 minutes and 42 seconds is great too. It's a great use of panning again and the track starts building back up. There's almost not a weak moment in this one. From start to finish, this is easily my favorite of these original three tracks.
1: Hmm. Nope it's really hard to say which of the three original tracks I like the most mm-hmm. uh, this one definitely has the most pep to it seriously charged compared to the other two the tempo is what makes this track what it is it in my opinion I'll lower it a bit and it'll it'll be just as laid back as the last two the baseline playing around with octaves while the percussions are hammering away that's that's my kind of beat <laughs> yeah. I love that stuff then when you add severe panning to the mix even for a few seconds man at that point, <laughs> I'm totally hooked. (laughs) Uh, As intense as this track is, I find it calming and relaxing and reassuring. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's just like, I guess the way, you know, it was composed. Great composition. And that's why this lands in spot number one on my list. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that simple yet complicated reason. You know, (laughs) that is a great way of putting it. It has this
0: odd intensity to it but it's also very laid back at the same time
1: yeah i just i I like where it takes me yeah
0: i think it's a track that can pull double duty of you can kind of just sit back and relax and listen to it and also if you want to kind of you know drive a little faster or something like that this is a good track for it too It, it works in both scenarios which is
1: really cool and pretty unusual for something to be able to do Mm hmm. And I think that's a great way to uh, compose a track. That's that's pretty cool. That's a cool skill to know. You know, it just just being able to do that is incredible. Yeah, for sure. It's like I said, man, I I love this track. And
0: I think you putting it the way you put it kind of helped me maybe understand why, because it can pull double duty. And that's that's an impressive thing to do. I man, I don't know. I I really like it. So
1: Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's excellent.
0: Yeah, uh, let's let's not hammer home the context point again. I will, I will, I will say we've probably said that enough at this point. <laughs> Copy
1: and paste. Yep.
0: Yeah. Just go back to the previous segment, listen to it again, and listen to us uh, talk about how you know it, it, context is important for 1986. Yada yada yada. You get the point, and we'll go ahead and move on. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, like I said, that was my favorite, and there is one more track that is in the original version of OutRun, but it's sort of just the like the game over screen, and it's called Last Wave, so we're going to cover that track, but it's really short, so we're going to blend that into with a original that came out on the Genesis slash Mega Drive version of it, and that one is called Step on Beat. So the first track, again, is Last Wave, and that is also composed by Hero, and the next step on beat is composed by masayoshi ishii so we'll go ahead and listen to those two and we'll come right back All right, first up was Last Wave. This track is just such, almost a downer. It's got more than a twinge of melancholy to it, and I'm 99% sure this is the one that plays when you either beat it or get a game over. I mentioned that in the last segment, and I'm kind of second-guessing myself, but I'm 99% sure, because it's the only place, like, contextually, Jesus Christ, it's going to become another one of those words you're going to have to take a shot every time I say it. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, But it's, that's like the only way, contextually, that this track makes any sense. So, anyway, uh, but... For that, I think it's really well suited for it. It's a great hook to get you rope back in into playing it again. I mean, what's one more quarter, right? You're hearing this song and you're like, oh, well, that was fun. I, I want to go do that again.
1: Hey, let me pop in another quarter. Let's do it. <laughs> Just one more quarter, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's a good composition. I totally agree with you when you said this track is well suited for a game over screen or even an ending track not sure if i have said this in a previous podcast but i totally dig those tracks that simply consist of one instrument. The intro was great and the path that was taken really allowed the composer to open up a bit and give the song some variety in the way of um, i guess key and tone. Okay. A somewhat prominent outro leads the track away, uh, completing it. But very nice, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for such a simple thing, like it's a really cool piece of music. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's interesting, is what it is. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I said, you wouldn't really expect like a game over track to be this um, melodic, I suppose. But yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I dig it. Heroes, uh, I, I, you know, just just from the last you know four tracks we've covered, heroes a hell of a composer. And really knows what he's doing, that's for sure.
1: Dude, he is. It's, I'm amazed. Yeah, I'm loving sure. his work.
0: Yeah, I know he's done a bunch of other stuff too, so maybe this, oh, is, another, sure. this is another guy we're going to have to circle back around to eventually. So Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I agree, man, for uh, sure.
0: Yeah, all I can say is, thank God there are so many damn video game soundtracks that are worth talking about, because this podcast will just probably go on forever at this point. Oh yeah, it'll never end. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> or until the software gets so complicated to record that my dumb old ass can't figure it out anymore, and then we'll have to
1: hang it up. Okay, I'll, yeah, pull the cord,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the cord on it like a, like a lawnmower, basically, just... <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Pull it off
0: life support like that, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's it. Uh, all right, <laughs> so this next track is Step On Beat, and that was composed by Masayoshi Ishi. That one was an original track for the Genesis version of OutRun. It, it, this one does take a little bit to get going. I'm not a huge fan of the intro, honestly. After that, though, I dig this one for the most part. It, like, nearly everything else we've talked about has this cool vibe to it. It totally has that Caribbean vibe to it. It really makes me think of, like, driving on the coast. It's also a bit shorter, and I feel like it's lacking a bit because of it. It's in a weird spot of having a very sensible loop, but it's not as interesting to listen to because of it. Where we talked about one of my favorite parts with Splash Wave was... Just as I felt my mind starting to wander a little bit and wanting to, like, oh, okay, I'm not paying attention now, it did something different to hook me back in. And I kind of feel that Step on Beat could have used something like that to extend it out a little bit and also keep my attention a little bit. Even saying that, I still like this one a lot. I mean, we've talked about this before, if I don't like something and you don't like something... or odds are not going to cover it if both of us don't like it, but, you know, I, I like this one enough that I thought it was worth talking about, even if it did have a little bit of a weakness comparatively to those two
1: tracks, or the other or the previous, like, three or four tracks we've covered, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. Uh, okay, check this out. If an echo effect had been placed throughout the lead sections, the song would have had so much more to it as far as depth, clarity, girth, and even length. The, the leads are super dry, and I know they're obviously... Easy to hear, but producing an echo effect that would allow the ears to take in the sound a different way would really help you appreciate and understand what's being played, but on a different level. Back to the intro, yes, it is weird and almost offsetting, (laughs) Yeah, but but somehow it works. Uh, After hearing an intro like that, at least you know what to expect. From the 1 minute and 20 second mark, I believe it is, to about 2.07 was... Definitely my favorite two sections. I absolutely loved it. Other sections were lacking, though. It's so it's it's best that I just end it here.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. And like I said, I I think it also it has to do with the limitations of the hardware because you know you're dealing with something that was composed on the Genesis, which is a lot less capable than an arcade unit.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: Granted, <laughs> at the same time, this came out like five years after the original Outrun, and again, con- context is important, but. I don't know, like, I feel like there's... It's almost, I want to say, a little crippled by the fact that it's on the Genesis, but I feel like a (laughs) lot of the issues that you and I both have with it probably could have been resolved if it had better hardware to work off of. But it is what it is, and I still think it's a pretty
1: cool piece of music. Yeah, me too. I I like it, you know? And just like you said, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not good,
0: because it is, and it's just one of those things that, like... I feel like it could have been better, and if it was a little better, this would be pretty high up there. It, it just—I I, I don't know if it's like memory constraints too that it's shorter than the, you know, the arcade version tracks, but maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. It's—it's mm. it's all just kind of guessing and conjecture on my part, so who knows? But anyway, <laughs> uh, like I said, I—I yeah. I like this one quite a bit. It's just—it's just one of those ones that, like, eh, you know, I'm not quite as
1: inclined to go back to it and listen to it as much as the other stuff. Yeah, like I said, in my opinion, it's, it's just lacking a little bit. But, hey, it is what it is. Exactly. All right,
0: and speaking of is what it is, hey, guess what we're going to do next? We're going to do a comparison, and it's going to be, well, a familiar comparison sound indeed. So what we're going to be comparing is a track called Midnight Highway, which was, I believe, I believe a unique piece of music that was composed for the Master System version of OutRun. Yes, yes, OutRun somehow magically worked. On the Master System. Don't ask me how, but they made it work. And there are two versions of that. We have the PSG version, which we've talked about. It's... mm (laughs) idiosyncrasies i have with the sound that it produces on occasions i get a little high (laughs) and also the fm sound version um if you need a refresher course on that just think of the fantasy star soundtrack um episode we did like episode five or six or whatever that was and that'll probably get you about where you need to be mentally with uh, what i'm talking about but anyway we'll go ahead and listen to midnight highway both of those versions first and then we'll come back and like I said before here we are back to our old friend the like second master system and it's two sound chips the PSG sound chip and the FM sound unit this time the high pitch thing isn't as prominent and only gets into that range occasionally and thankfully it doesn't last too long in case you're not familiar and didn't listen to our Fantasy Star episode, which you should go listen to, it's a good episode, and a lot of good music in there, but I've said before that the PSG unit in the Sega Master System, which is kind of the standard chiptune stuff that comes out of the Master System, when it gets to the high end of the notes, it does something to my spine, I feel it like tingling my spine, and it just does not sit well with me for whatever reason, it just... So anytime I see anything with a master system, I get a little. Am I gonna hit that spot? Shit, shit, shit. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little. It's a thing I worry about every time we uh, might come across a master system soundtrack. But thankfully, like I said, this one it doesn't really do it too often, and when it does, it's for like a like a beat or two. So it kind of just gets rid of it really quickly. I do love the intro to this. It is just a really good showing of what the PSG can do. That little build up at the forty three second mark is just great, and leads into what could be my favorite part of the track, but the part it leads into starts hitting those high notes, so it kind of pulls it back just a hair there. The percussion feels like it's starting to get a little bit louder, and I love the progression sounds in the PSG. At the minute and 40 mark, it starts getting really high, but it's right on the cusp of being too much for me, but it's like one note away from it, so... I don't know. It's weird. I like it, but it sort of put me on edge the whole time I was listening to it, waiting for it to break that threshold. <laughs>
2: it's
0: yeah. like, I was just like, oh, it's going to make my back tingle here in a second. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's nice it didn't do it, but it took me out of it the first time I was listening to it while I was waiting for it to get there, basically. <laughs> I, I really like this one. I'm really surprised with how much I did. It's a bit different and almost actually doesn't sound like it fits in with OutRun, especially like the vibes of the other tracks we've listened to. But I still like this one quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it does seem a bit out of place now that you mentioned that. But, you know, just like you, I really like this one. Something about that PSG chip just, I don't know, man, takes me back. <laughs> I, I thought for a second there you were going to say just like you, out of place. I'm like, hey, wait a second here, dude.
0: <laughs> it's like we're co-hosts here. Fuck you, man. Come on. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. so, sorry for throwing you off there. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. I was like, wait a second here. Hold on. I'm insulted. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter if you compose something on this sound chip in 1989 or 2019. It's The sound is just so effing retro. And the only part I don't like is where it starts to scale up at 120 to 138. It mm. just it just doesn't sound right. You know, the keys, that is. Yeah. It's just a weird, weird direction to take it. But okay. Other than that, I loved it. Great direction uh, for the most part. Cool, scratchy percussions. Uh, what more could you ask for, man? Although the leads hit some pretty high notes, it never seemed to be overpowering. Also, the way some of the leads were raised and lowered added the illusion of depth. It's a really cool thing to do to a track.
0: Yeah, I enjoy this one a lot. And it was just that first listen that I was just waiting for it to just break that threshold and be like, uh no, 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 don't like it. <laughs> but after yeah. that, you know, I can kind of sit back comfortably and just be like, nope, it's going to be fine. It's not getting that high. No, it's good. It's good. I can. I'm OK.
1: <laughs> I only receded a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just like a turtle head. Poke back, poke back in uh. a little bit more. <laughs> anyway, awkward conversation. Is uh. there, But yeah, like I said, it's the PSG chip is really capable of making some cool stuff. It's just when it gets in that high scale, it's like eh, mm-hmm. that's where yeah, I don't you like want to avoid that. Yeah, for definitely. Yeah. Sure. and like you i'm a fan of the scratchy percussion that the psg chip produces it's a really cool sound i think
1: yeah it mixes in well with the rest of you know everything else that it can produce all the other sounds it produces it's just it i i love it very cool yeah all
0: right so we'll go ahead and talk about the fm sound version now The intro in this one is great also. It feels a little faster and has a great sound to it, too. The overall sound is a little heavy on the keyboard sound, though. That build-up section had me wanting to hear something that was going to make me love this more than the PSG version. But instead, we get something that just feels like it's blowing the FM sound unit out and your TV speakers out. (laughs) It gets really distorted and staticky. It's so close to being good, but damn it if it doesn't kill the mood. The lower tones on the FM sound unit make this one not as catchy for me for some reason. And there's just something kind of missing with it. It's good, but aside from the static sound that pops up in the higher scales, I can't quite put my finger on what it is. And so I'm not ending on me sounding like I'm just shitting on this thing. I... I love the percussion in this thing too. It's got a really great strong feel to it that the PSG-1 isn't capable the, I'm sorry. Not the PSG-1. One. PSG-1 one is a sniper rifle that I, I, I've I, made this mistake before every time we've talked about the PSG chip. The PSG-1 is a sniper rifle that you use in Metal Gear Solid, and it is just internally just ingrained in my brain to say PSG-1 every time I see PSG. So, yeah. <laughs> I caught myself that time. I'm sure I probably said it once or twice before that. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the percussion. It's got a really great strong feel to it, and the PSG isn't capable of doing, but the PSG has got this very cool, like, like we just talked about, the scratchy percussion to it that blends in very well with like the chiptune sound
1: that the PSG produces. Mm-hmm. To me, I think this version is uh, it's definitely an upgrade to the sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little fuller and a bit less mono-sounding, and in this day and age, stereo is totally the way to go. The PSG sound chip has something the FM card just doesn't. And I'd say it's originality. Chances are you'd know you're listening to a PSG chip when you hear one. Something I'm not understanding though, man, is uh how this version has so much more depth and variation between the instrumentation yet it almost seems like a downgrade. Just I, I don't mm. I don't know. I don't understand why.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know if you noticed but like this was the version I outroed with and the last episode and I kind of was like uh, second guessing myself because I didn't want to do anything too obvious for OutRun and I thought oh this is good and then I was like well I don't want to do like a straight out chip tune thing again and I was like oh this is the perfect compromise and then the more I thought about that staticky part of the build up I was like maybe that wasn't the best <laughs> idea
1: you know it's, it, it's quite obvious they've really pushed this FM sound chip to its limits you know the cracking in some sections really set it all <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To keep it short, though, uh, if I had to pick which version to keep, well, you guessed it, man. It'd be the PSG version. Enough said. <laughs> that
0: version is really good. Like I said, there's just those couple tones here and there that kind of get on that scale that bother me. But for the most part, that version, I think, is superior. I think you did put it best, though, when you said that for being more full sounding and having a bunch of different sounds to it compared to the PSG version. There's just, it seems like a downgrade there outside of the obvious staticky thing to it. I can't quite put my finger on what I
1: don't like about this one as much as the PSG version. Like it's just missing something. One thing that I completely spaced is, uh, I I, I'm almost positive. This is the track. The drums almost sound like, or all the percussions almost sound like, you know what it sounds like when, you know, you drop like a, a hollow pipe or something, like a, a plastic pipe? Yeah. Or you're beating it with your hand on one end? Mm-hmm. The sound it produces, that's what these percussions remind me of, and I can't stand that sound. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe that's why, in my mind, it seems like a downgrade. I don't know. No clue. <laughs> hmm. I'm, 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 I'm almost positive this is the track. Okay. That I heard that in. Huh. Well, if that's the case, like you said, whatever
0: that's it because I whatever it was in this one like I really like the the percussion in this one it's just the rest of it it just it feels I don't know Hmm. it's weird
1: it's for me just the track just feels a little less it's the best I can put it It, there's just something missing yeah with everything that it has going on it's just it it, it's hard to understand why if you feel that way and I feel that way it's really weird. I just I can't explain why I feel like this is a downgrade. Yeah, I wish, and I was really hoping to hell
0: like you you could figure it out too. But it's nice that it makes me feel a little bit better that it's just me being a dum dum that I can't figure out what's missing in this track that's making it not feel as competent as the PSG version. So, yeah. that, uh, like I said, it's it's yeah. something that we could hem and haw about probably all day, but you know, no one wants to hear us do that. You know, it's like. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of sad that the FM version is like, it, the definite, mm, not loser in this race. But it's still a competent track. I like it. It's just mm-hmm. there's something missing to it, and whatever the hell that it is, I, I I, if we could figure out what that was and somehow could fix it, I think it could even forgive the staticky, like sound to it that that happens in some of the, like the higher scales mm-hmm. there. But yeah.
1: It, I don't want you to say know, it almost feels lifeless, but it almost feels lifeless at times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it could also just be the mix of everything mm. and, uh, you know, volume control and whatnot. That could be it because that can really throw off a mix. But, you know, yeah. I don't really know. I don't understand completely how you would, you know, compose music on these chips. Like I know a little bit about the stuff, but, you know, as far as volume control goes and and panning and everything. I have no idea how you would do that. Yeah, on one of these chips, because yeah, these chips are basically a um, like a downskilled
0: version of like a Yamaha keyboard, if I'm remembering right. Okay. So my, there's something that I don't know. I mean that that is hmm. some that is like an era of music I grew up in, and I grew up like learning how to. Well, I, I played an actual piano, but I played a Yamaha keyboard when I was a kid too. So it's like I should have like. Some sort of memory of that, but also it's been uh, bordering on 30 years since I fucking played the keyboard and piano. So I think I'd probably be forgiven for forgetting
1: all of that. <laughs> huh. Well, I'm, I'm putting my money on, you know, just the mix. I'm going to lay it out simple, man. I think it was just the mix. Okay.
0: You know what? You're the musician out of the two of us, so I'll just go ahead and agree with you. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Yeah, there we go. We'll we'll hash this out, we'll fix it, and then we'll send it off to Sega and be like, here, this is what you should have done, uh, you know, 30 years ago. (laughs) Uh. And then they're just going to be like, who the fuck are you? Like, oh, sorry, Uh, we're just going to go ahead and leave now. Bye. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, really, right? (laughs) Uh, All right. Speaking of leaving, let's go ahead and get to our last track here. So the last one we're going to be listening to is, hold on, hold on, hold on. Magical Sound Shower. Sound shock trance version. Yeah, we're listening to Magical Sound Shower again. <laughs> so, um, this version's gonna be a little bit different, but we'll talk about it after we've listened to it. So why don't we do that, and we'll talk about it. I was I almost said, well, how about we do that, and then we'll do that. <laughs> boy, oh boy, what a fucking sentence that was not gonna be, Jason. I okay, would've pointed it out that, I, I didn't say it, I could've gotten away <laughs> with not saying it, but here I am pointing it out like a dum-dum, so, Ugh, Jesus. Anyway... <laughs> all right let's go ahead and listen to magical sound shower sound shock transversion and be right back So, that was Magical Sound Shower, Sound Shock trance version, And, like I said, it's a little weird that we're coming back to the first track, kind of looping back around to it as the last one also, but hey, whatever. Uh, This one adds a little bit more to what's probably the most iconic track from OutRun, and adds some more modern sounds to it, too. I don't have too much to add to it as far as what I said to the original version of this one. It's fun, a little bit more pop-sounding version of... Magical sound shower. It's definitely more busy than the original, and I'm glad Hiroshi. Could... Man, see, look, that's exactly why I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Hiro... See, that's why he just goes by Heroes because people like me just can't get the name out sometimes. Anyway, I'm glad Hiro... or er... yeah, I'm glad Hiro got a chance to work on this track again. Um, kind of give it a little bit more flavor. It was, I really like this one. Uh, there's some completely different sounds to it. And I really like the arrangement of it. It's a different type of electronic sound than the synth sound the arcade version has. But it's just a fun sound to it. I really like this one. Actually, as a matter of fact, um, when I was driving home uh, from uh, the doctor's appointment I had before we were recording, I was listening to this version. I was like, oh, man, yeah. And I pulled up in the driveway. And I was like, <laughs> uh, this track's going to finish, and then I'll turn off my car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, man, I, I really like this version. It just it has so much more depth to it. And the choice of instrumentation was just spot on. Everything is so clear and personal. And what I mean by that is it's so upfront and polished, allowing your ears to take everything in is, as a wholesome treat. And yeah, I know that sounded a little weird, but eh. <laughs> I dig but, it, man. I dig it. Don't you worry <laughs> about it, <laughs> but the compression is there. And along with the depth and tone and very good EQ editing skills, this is a prime example of a great master. Nothing is fighting for space, and every single instrument has its place. The track as a whole is tightly wound. This remix is just incredible, and quite frankly, I can't get enough of this one. It's going straight to my playlist. all right, see this is what I'm saying man this is this is why we
0: cover this stuff that you know was oh a lot of it was produced before you were
1: born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, man. finding you know, these are just hidden gems. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, especially like getting stuff like this, like a remix of a track that's, you know, she's was that 33 years old at this point. Like, (laughs) and having the original composer actually be able to do it. It's a great thing to be able to come back and like touch up your original composition. I mean, this, you get a lot of like remixes on like OC remix. And sometimes they change the flavor of the track Mm -hmm. so completely that it doesn't have the same feel to it. But I feel like this version of magical sound shower just feels like Magical Sound Shower if it was composed today, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I just, dude, I'm in love with this track. I, It's just fun and it's easy on the ears. It's nice to listen to. I'm loving it. Yeah. Now, Hero, if you're listening, how about you do that to
0: Splash Wave for me? Okay. I mean, that's my favorite track. So why don't you do that to that? Uh, please? Please. please. Yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. Just do that. Just do that for me and I'll, I'll, I'll be endlessly appreciative. Uh, I will, I will buy it. I don't care how many times I need to buy it from you out, you know, within a limit. Don't ask me to buy it like 6,000 times. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, yeah. I'm up for negotiations with that. How's that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the main part of the Outrun soundtrack from the, more original versions, basically. Like I said, our bonus episode that'll be coming out next week, uh, that is going to cover some of the stuff that was only released on the 3DS and the Switch versions of the of the game that M2 produced. Uh, so, uh, you know, getting it out of the way there again. Yes, um, Jane, uh, or, you know, otherwise known as Chibi Tech, who composed our theme song, worked on a couple of the tracks we're going to be covering next week. So, uh, collusion. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> I, whatever. Just just a heads up in case people are like like, wait a second here, and they start thinking they found something, no, I just happen to like OutRun, and it also just happens she worked on it, and hey, you know, she's, she's like, my favorite chiptune artist for a reason, and I try to support her by buying stuff that she's worked on, you know, she doesn't just do chiptunes, she also does have a daytime job at M2, so, you know, I try to support that, you know, when you have somebody who's your favorite, you try to support their stuff, Uh, you know, there's people who i'm kind of friends with who localize stuff and i'll buy their games that they've worked on just to kind of support them even if i'm like oh i'm probably not getting around playing this but you know we support your buddies
1: Mm -hmm. definitely that's what we need nowadays yep
0: support (laughs) speaking of support damn it dominic i i don't think you could have done that any better if we had wrote that out (laughs) (laughs) but you can support your buddies here at rock out with your car (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on patreon.com that is patreon.com slash games and junk you can support us over there uh for five dollars a month you'll get this show in a higher quality uh, audio version you'll get a catch-all podcast feed uh five dollars will also get you a shout out so i want to shout out to gustav vanessa and john as a thank you for supporting the show and you also get a bonus segment of multimedia failure which is the other podcast i do with vanessa and john where we talk about uh video game movies and th- there's another show that I have in the works here, so God, I, God help me, I'm going to die doing podcasts, I think. But uh, that one's going to be a little less frequent, and it won't be Patreon supported for the most part. But you know, it'll be on the network, and you'll get a, you'll always get a, um, higher quality bit rates when you get the podcast through the Patreon feed. So there's that at least. You know, you can get to hear uh, my docile tones in uh, in a higher quality audio. That probably sounded terrible. <laughs> i I apologize if you were
1: thinking about. Go into the Patreon. Don't let that affect your decision. That <laughs> <sighs> well, didn't sound like no golden voice to me. Yeah, you know, I don't have a
0: golden <laughs> voice. That's why I'm doing a podcast and not actual radio, man. Cutting shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for the support. I really appreciate uh, that, you <laughs> jackass. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, All right. Well, anyway, uh, that'll wrap up the show. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the show at Rowico Podcast. That is R-O-W-Y-C-O Podcast. You can follow me at Jason Ariola, And you can follow Dominic at? Follow me at Dominant Shred. Alright, that will wrap up this episode. So, next week, we've already got planned out what we're going to do. It's going to be a big one, and I think you're going to enjoy it. I think that one's going to turn into at least a two-parter, if not a three-parter, but we'll see how much I can pull back and maybe rein that one in. It's not going to be as... Well, maybe it is going to be as big as the E's ones. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it would go. But thankfully, we're not going to try to put those out back-to-back like we did with the E's soundtracks. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm on any sort of deadline with those. So... <laughs> well, outside of our normal deadline, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so like I said, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you'll get our bonus episode. Where, um, actually, no. I'm going to make that one... I've, I've talked about that before. That'll be your uh, your your taste of the bonus episodes. So we'll do a little bit of that, and that will be the only... Well, I don't want to say only. Maybe maybe we'll throw out a bonus episode here and there as a, as a freebie, but that will be, for the most part, one of the only uh, freebie bonus episodes that you'll, that you'll get from us. So yeah, uh, I... There's gonna be a lot of good stuff we've got planned, so I would I would recommend the five bucks because we're Dominic and I have got a lot of stuff to cover and okay. boy oh it'll boy worth- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, as Dominic said, it'll be worth it, man. So anyway, thanks for listening to Rock Out with Your Cardo and we will talk to you guys next week.